website, ojtooks.com. That is O-J-T as in Tom, O-K as in Kite, S as in Steve.com, ojtooks.com. Welcome again to the While You Are Single podcast and enjoy the show. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, welcome again to another edition of the While You Are Single podcast. My name is O.J. Tokes and I just want to welcome you again um, to another episode. I hope you have been um, blessed by our podcast and I uh, hope you have been sharing as well with others. Well, I began to talk about... Uh, being cherished or being chased last week in other words you know there is this mindset um, by some women that if a guy uh, chases after you it means that he cherishes you it means that he loves you it means that he really cares for you and I began to address this because my heart goes out to some women who think that um, that's the case and unfortunately they have been taken advantage of because some guys um, I think the code word for those guys are called players are that they take advantage of this and um, just um, break the hearts of a lot of women because um, they think because a guy loves you, um, he will go after you real hard, and that's not always the case. Um, so I began to address that last week. And uh, the challenge with that is those kinds of mentalities, those kinds of thinking can get in the way of what God wants to do for you. You know, let's say, for example, God has placed in your heart a guy and, you know, because there's this mindset that says, hey, if he really loves me, he's really going to go after me. Therefore, some women choose to play hard to get. And consequently, um, the guy approaches them and she says no. Um, The guy thinks, okay, she doesn't, she's not interested. And he walks away. Then she says, ah, he's not serious. I knew he wasn't serious, but that wasn't the case because there are a few good men, believe it or not, that actually believe that when a woman says yes, she means yes. And when she says no, she means no. And because they're not trying to be overbearing or rude or come off as stalkers and because they feel like they're gentlemen and they feel like, hey, she's saying no means I guess God didn't give any grace for this, they walk away. Not because she's not worth the chase, not because they really didn't care, but because they felt like maybe God wasn't involved in this. So they walk away. Sometimes how a guy approaches a lady is determined by his personality. I suspect that most of the guys who go after women really hard have outgoing personalities or are go-getters. They are guys that, whether it's women or not, they don't take no for an answer. They are CEO types. They are um, problem solvers. They make things happen. Those kind of guys, more often than not, often don't take no for an answer. They go after women hard. As well, there are other guys who are more laid back, easygoing. Um, (laughs) Sometimes there's a flack on um, easygoing guys. They call them eggs, E-G-G, easygoing guys. And um, me being an easygoing guy, I understand 
where easygoing guys are coming from. I know that's difficult to envision because I speak on this podcast and um, oftentimes when I uh, speak in public, people find it difficult to believe that I'm an easygoing guy because of the things that I talk about. But again, it's because of grace. God empowers me uh, through the grace that comes through the Holy Spirit to come off in a way that gets the point across. Nevertheless, there are guys who are laid back and when you tell them no, no means no, and they walk away. It's not because they don't care. It's not because they weren't serious. It's just because that's who they are. Nevertheless, the point I'm trying to make is this. It doesn't really matter what a guy does or doesn't do. What matters is what Jesus does. What matters is what God tells you. What matters is what God places in your heart. Let's not make our traditions, our cultural approaches, our social systems invalidate God's word. Let's not subordinate scripture to culture. Too many people are missing out from things that God has for them because of the way society does things. And I want to encourage singles every time I speak and married people as well, just people in general, to begin to understand God's grace. And the difference between grace and works or the law is grace is all about what God does for you. The law is about what you do for God. Grace is all about what God does for you. The law is about works, what you do for God. And if you are, if you have yielded yourself to God and say, God be in control, surrender, let God be in control. And as surprising as it is, there are things that God will bring to you. You just didn't make it happen. God made it happen for you. If anything, the work is in keeping what God has made available to you. And which is a funny thing. Too many women have talked about how a guy wooed them and came after them, married them. And after they got married, he doesn't do the things he used to do anymore. And now they don't feel loved. They don't feel cared for. And it's like we have things backwards. Some of us guys, if not most of us guys. We go after the woman, we woo her with gifts, profess our love, and once we get them, once we marry them, we don't show those things as much anymore. So we've got things in reverse. We're received by grace, and now that you've got her, now that you've married her, now is the time for you to begin to pursue her. And it's not authentic, because even more authentic, because you're not trying to get anything, because you already got her. Now you're really saying you're special to me. I want to make you feel special. And because you are mine, I want to treat you like a queen. That's the way it's supposed to be. But we've gotten things backwards. And we've allowed society to dictate to us how to go about relationships. I want to encourage you to go about relationships God's way. It's by grace and it's through faith. I'm thinking about some of the examples in scripture. If you're a lady listening to this, in Genesis chapter 2, I believe it's in verse 22, when God created Eve for Adam. Here it is. The question is, what did Adam do to get Eve? Because Adam and Eve was the first relationship. It was the first marriage. And the first of anything is a blueprint for everything that comes after it. 
the whole story itself is so deep and and so significant in so many levels. But just looking at that story itself, what did Adam do to get Eve? He didn't have a clue what he needed. He didn't know what he wanted. God put him to sleep. God did everything. And God brought Eve to Adam. Eve did not bring herself to him. God brought her to him. And what was he doing prior to Eve showing up? He was sleeping. He was sleeping. If you're listening to me right now, you're a lady and you feel like there's a guy that you're supposed to, that's supposed to ask you out, that's supposed to marry you, and it seems like his mind is somewhere else, newsflash, you're on the right track. He might be sleeping now. Let him sleep. Let him sleep. You're on the right track. But he needs to wake up. Don't wake him up. Let him wake up. Prior to Eve showing up, Adam was sleeping because God put him to sleep. Then he woke up and he spoke up. He woke up, then he spoke up and acknowledged Eve as, as his woman. Yes, I'm uh, encouraging women not to jump into the conclusion that just because a guy doesn't seem to um, go after them doesn't mean he's not serious. First of all, if a guy approaches you, I encourage you not to play hard to get because that's not part of God's plan. If God has placed a guy in your heart and he approaches you, receive it and go with the flow of the leading of the spirit. Now, I am not talking about being cautious. Okay, playing hard to get is one thing. Being cautious is something else. If you don't know a particular person, you don't know who they are, and because you're being cautious, you're not very open initially, that's understandable. And because you're being cautious, I trust and I believe that you're going to pray about it, think about it, I guess get some counseling about it. But after you've prayed and you've got counsel and you have peace about it, then the guy needs to know that because in some cases, unless he's one of those guys that are outgoing, he's not coming back to, he's not pursuing you again for you to get that opportunity. But there's some guys, they're gone. Unless somehow they find out that, hey, wait a minute, there's been a change of heart. And now you might be saying, oh, man, okay, there was a situation like that. But, you know, the guy, I don't know if he's moved on. I said, that's a risk you got to be willing to take. Somebody once said, the rewards you're willing to get in life are determined by the risk you're willing to take. What if he hasn't moved on? What if he's still thinking about you? There's only one way to find out. But if you reach, him, reach out to him again and he's moved on, well, it happens. Be encouraged. It's not the end of the world. There's always another opportunity. So, when a guy approaches you, if you're being cautious, that's understandable. Pray about it. Once you have, you have no peace about it, then you're fine. Nothing to worry about. But if there's peace about it, then you go forth. You know, I, I, I often like to refer to this story. Um, it's in Exodus, and uh, I believe it's in chapter 2 around verse 20, 21, stuff like that. It talks about how uh, Moses ends up by a well. And prior to that, um, the Bible talks about a guy named Jethro. He has seven daughters and they go to a well. 
And there were shepherds by the well that drove them away. And uh, Moses stood up for the girls, and uh, Moses helped water their flock. So Moses was a good guy amongst bad guys. Um, the ladies, he helped the ladies out, make things easier for them. He enabled them to get home earlier than usual. They go back home and they left Moses behind. That's understandable. They don't know who he is. But what I'm going getting at is he's a good guy and he was kind of just left behind. And they go home and their dad asked them what happened because he was surprised they came, came home earlier than usual. And the dad said, what happened? And they told him, oh, this Egyptian guy helped us out. And the dad said, and you left him. And the dad, their father, told him to go back and get him. The father in that story, I believe, is symbolic of God the father telling a woman who's his daughter, a woman who has a relationship with him, a woman who tells her father through prayer, through their relationship, that this is what happened to me. I met this guy. He came up to me and, you know, I kind of, he was nice and all, but, you know, that's what it is. And the father says, you need to go back and get him. Now, obviously, that's if the father has told you that. And for you to put yourself in the position for the father to tell you that, um, you have to be soft and pliable in his hands. You have to have a relationship with him in order to be able to be sensitive to God saying, hey, you know that guy, I actually sent him to you. You need to go back and get him. Now, if you get that, then you go forth and do that. If you don't get that, please stay put. But I'm just trying to encourage you not to think that just because a guy um, runs after you doesn't mean that he really loves you. There are some guys that won't do that. It doesn't mean they don't care. And guys, <laughs> if you're a guy listening, I know because of that mindset, a lot, of, a lot of guys feel like they have to go after a woman, even after she said no. So what happen, happens is there's a guy that ends up being a stalker and overbearing, and the woman is really upset and just feeling stalked. And there's a lot of confusion, even with some Christian men, like, what's going on? I mean, <laughs> I'm trying my best here, and she's, she's saying no. And, and, and the guy's thinking she means yes. Listen, the reason why we go through some of this things is because we're confusing what the world does or what people do outside what Scripture says. Listen, we walk in honesty, we walk in integrity. When we say yes, it means yes. When we say no, it means no. That's how we need to operate. And that mindset about guys and needing need to do X, Y, and Z to kind of impress and win women, listen, it's really not a biblical mandate. You know, like I said, what was Adam doing? When Eve showed up, he was sleeping. In Ruth chapter 3, verse 7, 8, what was the man Boaz doing? Another prominent biblical figure. He was sleeping as well. <laughs> like Adam, he wakes up in the middle of the night and he spoke up. And from there, the relationship progressed. Again, the guy was sleeping. Did he run outside? Did he try to make things happen? No, everything just kind of flowed. I, I, I like the way the scripture says it. He woke up. And there lay beside him a woman. And I believe that's a picture of how God wants to set people up. God places a woman right beside the guy. He doesn't have to overwork himself to get her. And some guys believe that. So when they approach a woman, they expect to receive, they expect a yes. And when they get a no, it means, hey, God is not involved in this and they walk away. 
Same thing with Isaac in Genesis 24. Abraham sends a servant to find a wife for his son Isaac, who had no idea what was going on. The servant, some have suggested that he's kind of a picture or symbolic of the Holy Spirit. She, he goes, he finds Rebecca. Rebecca is willing to come back with a stranger to a guy she has never met, remember, by faith through grace. That's the formula, so to speak, in godly relationships. She hasn't met this guy. Isaac didn't lift a finger to try and hook up with Rebecca. Nothing. In fact, she was the one working her tail off to help a stranger just because she was a loving, kind-hearted person. She didn't know. She ends up meeting Isaac. Isaac said, who is this? That's your wife. He received her, and the rest is history. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, let's not sweat ourselves for things that God has place before us and made easy for us just receive it and move on what if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out we'll learn from it and we move on so be encouraged god bless you and thank you for listening to the wild you were single podcast be blessed and talk to you again next week thank you for listening to the while you are single podcast we hope that you were informed inspired and impacted oj tooks has written a life-changing book titled Rejected for a Purpose, How God Uses Rejection to Help You Find and Fulfill Your Destiny. If you would like to learn more about the book, please visit ojtokesministries.org. That is ojtokesministries.org. If you like Christian inspirational hip-hop, check out OJ Tokes' Christian inspirational hip-hop album, A Breath of Fresh Air, which is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and other music outlets. You can also learn more about his music by going to ojtooksministries.org. Thanks again for listening to the While You Are Single podcast, which OJ Tokes presents weekly, every Monday. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share with your friends and join us again next Monday. Until then, take care and stay blessed.